Welcome back to The Look and Sound of Leadership, an ongoing series of executive coaching tips designed to help you be perceived in the workplace the way you want to be perceived. I'm Tom Henschel, your executive coach, and today we're talking about perception is reality. Andrew wanted to be a vice president. During our very first conversation, he told me flat out he wanted the coaching to help him get promoted. I said, great, I hoped we could make that happen. I also told him what his boss, Lauren, had told me. She's concerned, I said, that you don't see yourself the way others see you. Until that gap is closed, she says she can't support your promotion. Yeah, he said, she's told me that, but I think she's wrong. I smiled at the irony. His inability to see himself the way others did appeared to be showing itself already. Weeks later, I presented him with the feedback I had collected about him. In the section from the company's executives were words like passionate and tireless. In the section from his team, words cropped up like argumentative and impatient. Andrew protested, I'm no different with the executives than I am with my team. What if you were, I suggested. Are you saying I should be different with the execs than I am with my team? No, I'm not saying that. Your team is saying that you are different. Well, how do I make them see that I'm not impatient? I'm just passionate. I wondered if Andrew would ever be able to see that until he accepted his team's perception of him as impatient, he wouldn't be able to change their perception. At our next session, Andrew argued once again about how his team saw him. At one point he said, I know that's how they see me, but they're wrong. I signaled time out with my hands. I said, do you remember what your boss said about you? That I don't experience myself the way other people do, he answered. Right, and that if you can't close that gap, you can't be a VP. He was silent. This is what Lauren was talking about, Andrew. You're having trouble closing the gap between how you see yourself and how others see you. They say you're impatient, you say they're wrong. That's the gap. I could see him trying to reshuffle the pieces in his head. After a silence, I said I'd like to tell him something that had happened just the week before. I'd been at a dinner party. One of the guests told a story about a project at his work that had gone horribly wrong. He told it in a way that was quite hilarious, at the expense of one particular co-worker. As we all laughed, I called out, That guy could have used some feedback. The woman next to me, whom I didn't know very well, said laughingly, What would you have told him? That he's not so good with facts, I answered, and because of the story's context, that renewed the laughter. The woman was slightly aghast. You wouldn't really tell him that, would you? I laughed and I said, I've told people a lot worse than that. She got serious, saying, What do they say when you tell them things like that about themselves? Going on quite blithely, I said, Most leaders have been getting feedback their whole career. They're usually not surprised by what people say about them, and if they are, they just accept it and start fixing it. She looked doubtful and said, You make it sound like changing a light bulb. Well, I said, It's just development. Everybody has places they can improve. That ignited a whole other conversation among the group. Later, one-on-one, -on -one, the woman revisited the idea with me. She was clearly intrigued. She said, Don't people get their feelings hurt when you tell them things are wrong with them? I said, Yeah, sure, sometimes they do, but 
Mature leaders don't argue with the feedback. They accept that perception is reality. If they decide the feedback's important, they're grateful for the opportunity to fix whatever the problem is at the moment. She shook her head. It's just weird thinking anyone could be so matter-of-fact when they're told they have a problem. Oh, well, that's the thing, I said. They don't hear it as a problem. That's what makes them really mature leaders. They accept that development never ends. It's a perpetual state of being. I stopped my story and looked at Andrew. Driving home that night, I said, I thought of you, and I thought of Lauren's comment about she doesn't feel she can promote you to vice president till you can see yourself the way others see you. I think Lauren wants you to be like the leaders I described at that party. Just accept that there's always going to be feedback out there for you, Andrew, and by its very existence, it's always true. Well, that would be awful, he said. I'd hate to worry about every little burp and hiccup I hear about myself. Oh, that would be awful, I agreed. But I meant reliable feedback. And even then, Andrew, you can choose whether you want to address the feedback. But don't get stuck trying to prove it's not true. I went on, I contend, and I think Lauren contends, that the feedback has to be true because perception is reality. Your team perceives you as impatient. When you say they're wrong, that tells me you're struggling to accept their perception as reality. As our coaching progressed, Andrew found several other places where he struggled. For example, he struggled to follow some of his department's procedures. He struggled to accept certain messages of the senior management. And he struggled with a co-worker who asked an inordinate amount of questions during meetings. I asked him, what bothers you about her questions? He said, as if he had already said this more than once, she doesn't really need those answers. She just loves hearing herself talk. Does she admit that, I asked? I mean, would she say that about herself? Well, no, of course not, he answered. Nobody would say that about themselves, but it's true, and I'm not the only one who says so. But, Andrew, if we got her in here right now, and if we told her that some people think she likes to hear herself talk, would she accept that? He said, I don't know. I, I doubt it. Well, then who's right? You say you perceive her that way. She would say you're wrong. Are you wrong? He smiled at me and shook his head. Okay, 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 I get it. My perception of her can't be wrong, so my team's perception of me can't be wrong either. Right, I said with a smile. That doesn't mean you have to do anything about it, Andrew. It just means you have to accept that people perceive you as impatient. To them you are. That's a fact. Suddenly he laughed. One of my daughters has her driving permit. She told me about an experiment with cops who were given alcohol and then asked to drive. Their reaction times were recorded when they were sober and then after one drink and then after another and then after another. What impressed her was that the decline in performance was consistent among every single cop. And at the same time, every single cop thought they'd been driving pretty darn well. That's an example of perception versus reality, isn't it? I told him that indeed it was. So how do I fix this, he asked. Well, you've already begun, I answered. You're willing to consider your team's reality. That's the beginning. Well, that doesn't feel like much of a change, he said. Can't you give me something to do? I gave him three things to do. The first action was more of a thought exercise than anything to do. I asked him to remember as many times a day as he could 
that he was unable to see something that everyone else could see. I urged him to make himself as conscious or self-conscious as he could about it. So that's the first action in the attempt to see yourself as others see you, except that everyone else perceives something you can't. The second action was to go public with the issue. I said, tell your team you've heard their feedback but are having trouble understanding the specifics. Invite them to tell you when you do something that seems impatient, and don't wait for them to tell you. Ask them, do I seem impatient now? What about now? What about now? And enlist other people, your wife, your kids, your peers, your boss, anyone who feels safe, Andrew. Create a community that will teach you to see what you can't. That's the second action in the attempt to see yourself as others see you. Go public. Invite feedback. The third and final action was self-monitoring. I said, when someone on your team tells you that you acted impatiently, be vigilant. What's the first thing out of your mouth? If you debate with them or tell them they're wrong, then you're not the mature leader Lauren needs you to be to get promoted. Just say, thank you, and file it away to think about it later. But don't argue the feedback. That's the third action in the attempt to see yourself as others see you. Monitor and manage your reactions. For Andrew, the second step, going public and inviting feedback, was easy. He did it the same day I suggested it. But step number one, staying conscious of his color blindness, that was extremely hard for him. And because it was in his nature to struggle, he found it hard to do step number three, manage his reactions. Saying thank you when people gave him feedback was tough. Listen for your own response to feedback. What comes out of your mouth in the face of it? If you argue and debate, you may seem unready for the next step in your career. But if you're able to accept that perception is reality, you'll be much closer to the look and sound of leadership. Understanding how you're perceived by others is crucial for your long-term professional success and your personal success, too. If you'd like some tips on how to see yourself as others see you, four other podcasts you might listen to are Handling Feedback Effectively. That was posted in April 2008. The Many Parts of You, from March 2012. Soliciting Feedback. August 2013, and Self-Awareness and Self-Management from October 2012. Each of those podcasts and all our others can be found on the Essential Communications website, EssentialCom.com. That's EssentialCom with two M's dot com. From our homepage, click the navigation button marked coaching tips. That'll take you to a free archive of over a hundred podcasts. When you're there, you can search the archive by categories that interest you, and one of those categories is perception, how you're perceived. There are more than 35 tips in that category to help you learn to see yourself as others see you. From the website, you can also download every tip as a PDF to save for yourself or to forward to others. Every episode of the podcast is available through our website or iTunes or Stitcher. Just search for the look and sound of leadership. Until next time, I'm Tom Henschel. 
Thanks so much for listening. 